RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. Welcome back to Consultivation. We are in season two. I believe this is episode six. And Kevin, I, I believe I have it on official authority that the guests of the show the last couple of weeks are actually in the waiting room. Is that true? Yes, shock and horror. We've actually got the people that we said we were going to have. And yes, they're there, and they're, they're two lovely people, and they have got a wealth of opinion and knowledge that people are going to love. They are. So let's get this right. We said they were going to be here two weeks ago, and we said they were going to be here last week, didn't we? We did. But, you know, um, it's a busy old world out there, uh, Dave. There's been a pandemic on and everything. So, you know, people just can't drop everything at a drop of a hat. And, and we've had some fantastic substitute guests. Amazing. Last week was amazing. Yeah, it was. And the, the build-up to these two wonderful people joining us, uh, I want to I draw to people's attention. Uh, they are the badass accountants, and I will let them explain to us as to what that means. Uh, but we have, you know, I, I've got to say this, Madam President Cynthia Cox with us from Cox Holstead and CEO Doug Holstead uh, and all the other hats that they wear between them. Um, but they are, I have to say, uh, of, of the clients we work with, one of the funniest firms enjoyable firms to spend time with and we are delighted to have them with us on consultivation and kev you get to interview them in a little bit don't you i do i do i'm looking forward to it um i think That's these are there can be a, a fantastic dynamic about family businesses and at the same time there can be a fantastic adverse thing about family businesses Correct. so i'm looking forward to getting into that now then, let's add them into the show. So welcome, Doug and Cynthia. Welcome to Consultation. Yeah. Episode 6 could have been 4, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, now there's no pressure, is there, Cynthia? Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. No pressure. That I'm sure ratings are going to plummet. <laughs> well, I doubt that very much, somehow. <laughs> right. Do you know, though, there's, there's a truth, Kevin, isn't there? That rating scores or, you know... All it, all it means is that there's a definitive impact. So whatever happens is going to be good. Now, we are here today to talk about a couple of things. Uh, Kevin's going to talk to you about working with your partner, working through a framework in a little bit. But before we get started, I, I want to just see what the general feeling in the room is about this word intentionality. Uh, and, and why is that? Or why should that be considered important in business? What, what do you think, Kev? Well, I think intentionality, um, it covers a lot of things, but um, it, it, to me, it's about positivity. You know, you're doing things intentionally. You've worked out what you want to do and why you want to do it. And therefore, you're kind of taking positive steps to move forward in whatever you do. And I think that's what intentionality means to me. That's a good shout. Doug, Cynthia, what, what does it mean to you? I think the English language is a beautiful thing. There are so many different words and and people start using words and then they become overused. In this case, I don't know that this word can be used enough. Um, I love this word. I use it all the time and it, it reminds me 
to do what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and, and it's very simplest form. I need to be intentional today about my plan, our our framework, our my plan for the year, the my plan for the quarter, my plan for the month, my plan for the day, and that were just uh, says it all to me. So let's put that question directly to Doug. Doug, is it underused? It in the United States, I would say it is. I uh, can't speak for Europe, but uh, yeah, I think too many people uh, as we consult people do the our RLC consulting with people and and business coaching with people we find that most people aren't intentional on how they run their business I think they want to be but the business tends to run them and not the other way around so I think this that phrase that idea that concept that need uh, is strong, strongly needed here, grossly underused. We need to be much more intentional about what we do day to day so that we achieve the goals that we've set out for ourselves to achieve. Yeah, it's kind of not wishy-washy, is it? Intentionality is not, it's not being <laughs> indecisive. It is being right. This is where we're going to go. Exactly. Um, there was a phrase I was coining in 2020, what a year that was. Um, and, and it was about being aggressive with your intentionality. So when, when I talk about aggression, often people think aggression is quite a challenging word. It's often misinterpreted. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you're almost being forceful. But when you apply it to yourself, it's a bit different, isn't it? When you're saying be aggressive with your own intentionality, what does that mean when you hear it? Anybody? Well, I, I loved that statement. I still love that statement. Um, again, you cannot let other people dictate your life in business. It will cause your business to go off track. And most people, at least that we deal with, live a life of allowing other people to dictate what they're going to get done today, this week, this month. And they get to the end of the year and they and, and you're discussing how the year was and it wasn't anything like they wanted or intended and if you are not willing to step out there and make what you need to have happen happen you can't depend on anybody else to take care of it so, so it just means it's not going to happen so i do think we have to get aggressive and i don't think it has a, a strong negative connotation not not when you're applying it to yourself totally uh, what do you think kev <laughs> Well, I, I, I agree with all that. It's um, I don't actually see any negative um, connotations with it. Unlike words like authentic, where when I hear people say that, I kind of shudder inside because when people say I'm going to be authentic in 2021, it usually means they're going to be selfish. You know, they're going to do the things that they want to do. That's them being authentic. But that's not great leadership or great management or anything like that. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a really powerful side um, of being um, uh, uh, of, the, of the word. But sometimes there's a negativity about authenticity. Yeah, um, and, I don't, and I just don't see that in intentionality. It can be um, an excuse, can't it, Kev? Authenticity. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. being authentic. And you're almost putting a, a, an unintentional barrier in the way on, you know, to, to self-preserve. What do you think about being aggressive and intentionality, Cynthia? Oh, I love that word. It, it takes me back to when I was a child playing sports and everybody called me aggressive on defense. <laughs> so I thought I always think of that as a positive word. Um, 
yeah, so I just it, it just takes me back to the work that we've done together and how we Doug and I have worked together to to set our goals and to meet those goals and and we can't do that unless we are intentional so, so uh so talking about intentional uh kevin i'm going to ask you a question doug knows the answer to this uh cynthia did play a rather peculiar sport once upon oh. a time can you guess what sport it was kev <laughs> lacrosse no oh, it's a good guess uh, don't, don't give it away yet we'll give, it one more, <laughs> we'll give you one more shot at the oval uh, well, you mentioned defence, so it must be hockey. Oh, you're getting warmer. Uh, <laughs> colder at the same time. I'll give you one Ice more clue. Hockey. Now, I'll give you a clue. Uh, you know, sometimes people describe them as the lions. What rugby? Yes, rugby. Yes. <laughs> well, good for you. I was promised beer at halftime, and yeah, that happened. So that was why I did. And I, Kev, you won't believe what position she played. So if you think that's absurd, wait till you hear what position she played. Uh, I, well, I don't know. Um, well, if it, it helps if I tell you I'm only five foot two. <laughs> so right, there's cool. only two positions, really, I could play. So you're either a hooker or a scrum half. <laughs> I, I was the scrum half because the hooker was our coach. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. An incredible fact, right? But again, it's about that intentionality. But this time, that's a lot of fun. And it shows a lot of bravery, doesn't it, Dan? Being willing to do those kind of things. When it comes to intentionality, some of we can explore a bit later on after Kevin talks to you in a minute about some stuff. Because um, Kevin likes talking about stuff. There you go. Uh, one of the phrases that I made up in 2020 was being an ultimist. And, and I defined it because, of course, <laughs> I first of all made the word up and then Debbie said to me, what does that mean? And then I said, on cue, somebody who has an all-out commitment to living intention intentionally daily. That's an ultimate. Not an optimist. Let's be really clear. This is an ultimist. Being committed to your own aggressive intentionality. That's entirely what it is. And that's a choice, isn't it? So is there one thing that you'd like to apply ultimist thinking and action to in the rest of 2021 doug yeah mine is time management um that that is that is the thing that in this profession we tend to struggle the most with and and it's not um it's not putting in more time it's putting in the right time because uh, in our profession and CPAs in, o in the United States, we're in Oklahoma, but uh, you tend to uh, put in more and more and more time to make everything work instead of putting in the right amount of time and getting what you need to have done that day, done that day, and what you intended to do that day, completed that day in that period of time. And, and that's what I've got to be more, um, I have to get that ultimist attitude about so that happens daily and not most of the time <laughs> love it what about you cynthia yeah our my goal for this year is to work with the clients i want to work with and that means a, a firm wide and getting the the input from our team also um, and letting go of those clients that just don't fit anymore and bringing on new clients that are willing to work with us in the way we want to. 
I, I, I do believe that you've both selected two things that could arguably be described as ultimistic. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I love how you coin these phrases, Dave. Thank you. Um, as I, I, I said, the English language just doesn't have enough words in it. So. No, it doesn't. We should just keep inventing more, shouldn't we, Kevin? <laughs> uh, so, uh, without further ado, let's jump into the interview section of the show. I'm going to hand over to Kevin. He's going to talk to you about what it's like working in a family business, working with your partner, and, and, and also the optimization of a framework in that process, and anything else Kevin decides to ask you about during, during the discussion. Mr. Turnbull, over to you. Okay, let's dive straight in. Now, um, Doug and Cynthia, conventional wisdom has it that you don't work with friends and family. So why do you do it? Uh, would you like for me to start, Doug? Sounds that? fine. Uh, so Doug and I met at work. Yeah, we worked for one of the big firms back way back. Actually, it was in the 80s. <laughs> That's how far back it went. Um, and we worked pretty well together back then. So when Doug suggested that we start our own accounting firm, we knew that we had that precedent that we could work together well. So we weren't all that trepidatious about that. Well, now we have two kids that work for us too. So, I mean, mm -hmm. part of running a business is why you're in the business and part of the my why is to be around the people i want to be around i enjoy being around people i'm not a loner and what have you and i enjoy my family and i enjoy being around them and i told my kids you know they were great kids but i like them even better as adults so if i get a chance to spend time with my entire family every day uh that's that's something that I want to do that meets my why and so um, it, it, it's a great opportunity for us it works well for us and I can't imagine doing it any other way well that's that's that, that's great um, I didn't realize that there was four of you in the, in the family business it's, it's it's getting better or worse I'm not sure which. Um, but but what have been the pitfalls there's got to be some upsides and downsides to it how would you describe those well I think the biggest thing that we have is very clear boundaries about what each person's responsibility between us is inside the firm and that stops any of the potential arguments that might come up because we don't agree on something so I know that if it's something to do with payroll or something to do with the bookkeeping or the financial statement side of the business I don't have the final say I get to put my two cents in but if we're buying a piece of software or doing something like that, the final say is hers because that's her side of the business. And if it's tax, it works the opposite direction. So we've we've got some fairly clear boundaries. The the risk is taking it home. The risk is not uh, is is not ever shutting the work off and having a private life. And I think we're pretty good at that. And I think that comes because we work together for a long time. We've learned to say, okay, that hat's laid on the desk at work and we get to go home and, mm -hmm. and, and do other things. But not perfect, but I think we're pretty good at it. That, and another one of the risks is we don't have a, an outside force, or we didn't until we met Dave in RLC, have that outside force to keep us accountable. So we, uh, we would have a, <laughs> have a standing meeting to discuss our financial statements every month. But 
we could kind of let it slide just because we are so close to each other. Um, and we, oh, okay, we'll catch that next month. Um, and now we meet with Dave every month <laughs> just, just because we have to meet with somebody else. There's that third party that keeps us accountable. So. Right. No, no, no I, I, I completely get that and, and I can understand that. Um, I, I think that's actually one of the pitfalls of a family business where you're too familiar um, and uh, and you can let things slide a bit and, and having some sort of external um, intervention or counsel or coaching or whatever it might be, um, I, I would have think it was being essential. And I was going to, my follow-up question was going to be that whole thing about work-life balance. Um, uh, which you referred to, Doug. Um, now, I worked with my wife uh, in a. We, we had a company in the in in the UK before we moved to LA um, for about five years, and we definitely went through a, a bit of a steep learning curve because we'd never worked together before. Um, but we were the kind of um, uh, co-owners of the business, um, and it was it was kind of difficult. But, but how how did you? How do you go about kind of learning where those boundaries are that you mentioned? Well, I think the biggest challenge and that you have to overcome, and, and I still see us occasionally slip, is you can't, I, I don't intend to talk to Cynthia when I'm at work as if she's my wife. I talk to her if she's a partner and my kids, not as my children, but as a any other member of the team you don't want to i mean when i'm around people where the relationship's not working at work in other businesses you listen how they talk to each other and it's taught it, it, you know it's nitpicky and things of that nature they would not talk to another person that way there's too much familiarity and they've allowed it to creep into the business and we we work hard. We're not perfect, but we work hard not to do that. And occasionally we have to go apologize to the other. It's not for what we said. It's <laughs> on how we said it, you know, right, because right. we said it as spouses, you know, instead of saying it as <laughs> business partners. So, that, that you know, you just got to be aware of it when you do it and apologize if you need to or accept the apology if you need to and move on. You can't let it build and build and build you just got to get it out and talk about it like you would with any business relationship and make sure it's a business relationship when you're at work and mm -hmm. a personal relationship when you're at home so that's what we just we attempt to do i think right. we do I mean, a pretty good job at it so. uh, we've had our moments so it's <laughs> <Right. laughs> all unicorns and rainbows <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you have specific rules you know particularly like the, the going home and you know do you have a rule that says I'm not? We're not going to talk about it around the dinner table, or or, or are you more loosey goosey than that? We don't have any type of like written rules or hard and fast rules. It's just something we both know and we both appreciate it. We are. Uh, we also know when other person's stress times are at work. Um, you know. And, and we're so we're aware of that. So we kind of let things slide during the other person's having their stress time at work. And they may come home moaning and groaning about something and you just let it happen. And you don't say, hey, we said we weren't going to talk about that at home. You know, they, mm -hmm. you know, they need the event time also. <laughs> so we let it happen. And then when it's over, we say, okay, th th now that you got that off your chest, we can go about our normal evening or whatever. So, yeah, but we don't have anything set hard and fast. It's just something mm -hmm. that's really worked pretty well, but neither one of us are arguers. So it, that also helps. We don't like to fight. 
we don't fight about other stuff so it's not like we're going to take it home and fight about stuff because it's just not who we are anyway so that helps yeah that's a good point our personalities are pretty similar it's funny when we first bought our firm we we both on the same day got an email from our state society asking us to be volunteers and we both picked the same committee and we didn't even talk to each other about it so we're we're really in tune that way just just to how similar we are and the interests that we have um so we don't really we, we i guess we have some unwritten rules that are i don't know <laughs> how to describe it any more than we we have kind of a sixth sense about each other in that way you know I, I, I think that's very wise i think you probably do have unwritten rules that you just know that that's the the path you're going to take um but what was it like getting the the, um, the kids into the company because you know, I, I, you know, I've got two kids. One's a graphic designer yeah. and one's a drummer in a rock band. I'm, I'm <laughs> nice. not sure either of them would be suitable to join a, a, an accounting firm or even any firm. Right. So we're really close with our children. Um, our daughter, it just, it just kind of worked out. Um, she needed a job when she was in graduate school and we needed somebody to help us. <laughs> I, it's a it was a delicate situation but she was a bridge between two different people one that we were letting go and one that we were bringing in so she she just came into that role um did a fabulous job she had worked for us when she was actually in high school as our receptionist and she was just she was just really good at it um and then she went to graduate school she was going to be a teacher and um that didn't happen in her timeline so we just said okay while you're waiting for that teaching job to come along then why don't you come work for us during busy season we know you can do this job and she was just fabulous she just picked up um she just found those gaps in in the things that we needed and just took and ran she she saw those projects that we had always wanted to do and just did them <laughs> instead of <laughs> other people we'd asked to do those projects and then they would come back to us with well what do you think about this and what do you think about these choices and like i if i had time to do that i would have done this project already so she just took it and ran and then her husband got transferred to rochester new york and she still needed a job and and she was doing our marketing and so it was something that she could do um remotely and right, right. so we've we've kept her on and we'll have her as long as she wants to i mean ultimately her goal is to go to teaching but as as long as we can have her she's just a great employee and it's not just because she's our daughter right, she's just right. a fantastic employee and doug do you want to talk about Christian? Well, Christian's our son, and actually at 11 years old, he was the best bookkeeper I ever had. And uh, <laughs> uh, so, because he did it, he did it right, he listened, and, and, and that kind of stuff. And and he, was, he had been out trying to find what he wanted to do with his life, and uh, hadn't really found it. And so he came to work for us to see what he thought about doing accounting and bookkeeping and stuff. And it's worked out for him, it's worked out for us. Uh, he's very very intelligent so we got somebody at uh you know that 
that we don't have to worry about. We know if he does something, he's going to do it right. If he doesn't know, he's going to ask and things of that nature. So it's worked out real well for us. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a long-term relationship, but you know, they're young and if things happen and they want to go do something else, we're going to support them as parents. So, right, uh, right. but we're, but we're very happy to have them both working for us. And uh, even though they both work remotely, most of the time, our daughter, since she's in a different state works remotely, basically all of the time, it works out real well. We were already doing that before the pandemic. So, so we have all the tools necessary to keep in touch via zoom and, and Slack and things of that nature all the time anyway, with, uh, with all our employees that we have working remotely so right well you must have been a bit of a visionary before the pandemic because not a lot of companies not a lot of company has had those things because remote working why would you want to do that um but now we've learned we can i think it's a thing it's a, mm -hmm. it's a, a thing that's here to stay going into the future um, well i think that's part of our framework and it's not that it specifically says get to work remotely as part of the framework but we have our whys and and we've tried to develop a framework and a big part of our framework is the team portion and they need to be able to achieve what they their goals in life too and and part of that is you know family life and things of that nature and we really put family life first not only for our family but for, for other people who work for us so that they can put their family first and, and you know and a lot of that worked with being able to work remotely not have to spend a bunch of time in the car commuting both before and after work and stuff like that. So if you can work from home or from another office that's closer to you and get and get what you need done and um, and what we need done, and that allows you to have more time for your family and doing the things that you want to do in life, then that's great. Uh, and and it also has opened up a broader range where we can get employees from. So, you know, we don't have to get somebody that lives in Oklahoma City. We can get somebody yeah. that lives in another part of the state or another or in another state altogether. So, it's it's helped, but we like it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Um, well, taking that, you know, you've, you've described a, a fantastic company, uh, and thank you, the pair of you. Um, but it, but it's a family business. Um, you know, that's generally a little bit more informal, the way they go about doing things. You know, it's not like a rigid, big corporate structure and the like. Um, how beneficial has been the framework to you? And for those for those people watching this podcast, the the, uh, the real leadership leadership coaching framework is, is exactly that. It's a framework to put around your business, to give it direction, to give it stability, um, to give it a, a strategic... Um, uh, an intentional strategic direction. How important has that been to you since you've been in, in, involved building it? Well, uh, it's it's become very important to us. It was something that we kind of stumbled into uh, before we really met RLC. Uh, in about 2012, we were trying to move our business forward and achieve certain things in technology and some of those kind of things. And we were not being successful at making those moves. And uh, we were trying to do it on our own. And, and, and we moved into other relationships, which helped us to start to define that those items and making those items happen. But what we were missing the entire time was each person inside the firm kind of had an idea of what that looked like but we didn't really have a framework of what everybody felt like it worked right looked right. like and so we were all trying to achieve things to make the firm better and make it better for ourselves individually and better as a whole for the 
clients that we serve and it was it was a hard to move from one step to the next step when we met dave and we started working with him and we put the framework together that just gave boundaries and gave better direction and made it easier to achieve each one of the steps and not that it made it perfect or made it um um rigid because we're changing our framework right now we're updating because life has changed after the pandemic so we're we're looking at uh, our cornerstones haven't changed but how we achieve those things and what the ideal client is and what technologies we're going to use which is one of our uh key parts you know those are all being adapted and we're we're re putting together that framework again after we've already did it three years ago and to bring it up and make sure that it's meeting the needs that we have now. But it really helped provide a strong direction for us. And now we can make better decisions because we have a framework. We know what we're trying to achieve as a whole. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Before we had defined what our why was, we had defined what our what was, but we really hadn't defined the how and the framework really have helped us to define how we were going to achieve our goals and it it let our team members get involved in that and then they can keep us accountable to okay our framework says and, and our teams team members have have said this have, have called us on the carpet to say you know what you guys said we were going to do this right, and we were right. going to be intentional in this but we're doing this <laughs> Oh, well, it's a, it's a good, but it's a good shout out, isn't it? I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't be just building a framework and putting stuff in it like culture and vision and values without meaning it. Um, and uh, uh, and and it's great that you get called out by your employees who you must have involved them in the framework. Um, they're they're involved weekly in a framework discussion. I mean, it's piece of another meeting that we have. We're always looking to grow and improve and we're and and they have the right to call anybody call us on the carpet. We it's it's totally open communication about that type of situation and we're glad that they do it. And it's also how to allow us to make better decisions because, you know, in hiring and things of that nature, because if the person's personality is not going to fit into the framework that we've got working, then we can find that faster and move it and make sure we don't make those types of mistakes. Yeah, so that's yeah. always nice. Yeah. No, good call. Good call. You know, at the, at the start of the pandemic, when I when I was talking to clients who didn't have a framework, my questions were all about how is the pandemic going to impact your business and what are you doing about it? And their response was, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. Um, and the framework is <laughs> a mechanism for doing it. And those same clients, as we're coming out of the pandemic, I'm asking them, well, we're coming out of the pandemic. How is that going to impact your business and what are you doing about it? And they say, I haven't really thought about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a framework and that's why. Yeah, we build right. the framework from our whys and, you know, the pandemic kind of helped me. My my why, I've I've kind of figured out that my why is changing. Some, some of what why I do this has changed with the things that have happened through the pandemic. And so we're, that's what kind of why we're going back to revisit some of that framework and make it stronger uh, and even better for us because people's lives were strongly impacted and we need to be talking to them about 
you know, are, do you still want to come to work for the same reasons? Do you still want to achieve the same things in your life? Or mm -hmm. has that changed? People that we found have moved much, much stronger into family relationships through the pandemic than yeah. maybe they were before. That's just one example of, of things that are, have changed that we've noticed. And uh, that needs to be adapted into the framework to make sure that the framework is still meeting the needs of your team members and and if not what you're going to do about it and that you can take you know you can achieve your goals together because everybody needs to be achieving their goals as part of the firm's goals or or we're not going to be successful as we can be as a firm right right i know that a lot of people have started new businesses in the last year more than it, since the last recession and and probably even more and those new business owners are finding that niche of whatever was missing. So it, it, it has really caused people to sit back and think about their businesses more intentionally this year than any other year, just because they have to, they're not going to survive if they don't move along with the changes, especially Absolutely. in this changes in technology and the way that people can work. And if you're not keeping up with that, then you, you may not be surviving because somebody else is going to come along and take that spot from you. Yeah, it, it is as black and white as that, isn't it? I, I completely agree with you, Cynthia. I completely agree with you. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm saddened to bring this conversation to a pause because it was, it was so rich, wasn't it? Wasn't it We're just getting into it, Dave. Come I know, on. absolutely. <laughs> But what a, what a wonderful privilege to stop and listen to your conversation and do some of the things behind the scenes, like, you know, tagging our podcasts, et cetera, in the, in the feed so people can see it, et cetera. But I, I, I love the answers you gave. And we, we've been answering a really big question today about working with your partner and working to a framework. And I love the way you referred to it, talked about it. We're really open about what it's like to actually do it and, you know, apply these lessons of, why do you do it? What are the pitfalls? How, how do you, you know, keep yourself right? So some great conversations and wonderful content to share afterwards. So I guess, Cynthia and Doug, we're going to reverse the arrow for a moment and give you a chance to ask Kevin or I a question. We're going to give you a chance to think about that first. Is there anything you'd like to ask either of us or both? It's entirely up to you. Uh, so we'll give you give you a second to think about that. And for the for those who are still watching and listening today, this is season two of Consultivation, the podcast that is consultants and friends of RLC getting together to consultivate and talk about business. <laughs> and we've definitely been doing that today. So, Doug, Cynthia, is there anything you'd like to ask Kevin or I? Uh, particularly Kevin. Well, yeah, Kevin. So, how have how, how did the pandemic um, change your business last year, and are there any changes that you've made? Oh, well, I, th I think uh, Zoom was um, you know in our line of work, Zoom was the big technology changer. Um, you know, I, I, I live in LA, and um, about half my clients, I went to them. Um, uh, which was a pain in the neck because you know traffic in LA is not not nothing to write home about. Um, so it all went on the Zoom, and uh, and to be honest, Zoom is a great medium, or you know, or, or other platforms like Zoom, they're great mediums for um, for the, the type of discussions that we have. Um, and of course, face to face is better, but 
um, just for our business. That was probably the big impact. Um, and I did also find that um, a lot of people, I think the pandemic highlighted to a lot of people that they were struggling a bit. You know, they were struggling with, you know, what is changing in the marketplace? What is changing with technology? Are they really keeping up? So we got a lot more interest from a lot of people in, in you know, in, in helping them to move forward. <laughs> they, they were the two things, technology and kind of a broader swell of interest. Right. Yeah, I've we found that too. We have more work than we know how know what to do with right now. Not a bad thing. <laughs> Not, Not a bad, bad thing. thing. No, help us with that goal of um, letting the people that don't work in our framework go. Marvelous. And Doug, same question to you. Is there a question that you have either for myself or for particularly? I know you want to, Kevin. <laughs> well, I was. Uh, you know, it's really not about the consulting and stuff like that, but uh, um, Kevin had a health episode during this pandemic and, and, um, and man, it's looking great. Cause I saw him when he wasn't looking so great. <laughs> and, uh, Kevin, how are you doing? I mean, what, how, how's things going in your health life? You know, I'd like, I'd, I'd like to say that, gosh, I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> Um, apart from the ongoing daily pain, uh, now I had a couple of back operations last year in the pandemic, which wasn't great, but um, uh, I managed to get through those. And um, I think my general feeling is that pandemic or not, it just kind of sucks getting old. Um, so, so there you go. Um, but thank you, that's a, uh, thank you, um, Doug. I really appreciate that. I, I feel much better now. Um, I, I mean, I was in hospital for like 19 days at one point. Um, in a pandemic which was no fun at all um but there again i was kind of i was kind of drugged up so i didn't really know what i was doing so <laughs> and kevin i think that was the question doug was asking how is your battle with porcelain sink surgery backs and eggs and pains but yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, i think i think the sinks won didn't they kevin the actual chi china objects beat you they did they did i had some weird hallucinations in hospital i will say that i thought i'd i thought i'd um, there was one episode where I thought I'd, I'd invented world peace, and I'm sh I was sure that it happened. Um, and, I, and, I, and I remember kind of interrogating that in the plan, um, and no, it's fine, it's flawless. Um, and then I went back to sleep and I forgot the details, so I didn't ever <laughs> implement it. Oh my gosh, it's all your fault. It's all my fault, I know. You gotta have that recorder by the bed, you know. I know. <laughs> No, I watched I watched a TV show a few years ago called The Fringe. Did anybody see it? And no. it, it was about these two alternative realities that were coexisting at the same time. And a version of you, um, or I could get one way or the other in this quantum leap of science. Uh, so may, maybe Kevin, that was the type type of reality that it had been worth staying in. Sliding yeah, doors, well, isn't it, Dave? Sliding doors. You know, Sliding I had. Doors. I had major surgery last year during the pandemic, and I didn't get to have any of those episodes. You were given better drugs than me. Well, you know, <laughs> you got to be in the know, Doug. You got to be in the know. Yeah. Well, it was Los Angeles, Kevin. Well, you know, no more sense. 
Uh, that's, that's it. it. Uh, that, it's those California drugs. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. I'm not. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kevin California Dreaming was a song from Woodstock or something, was it? Anyway, yeah. um, not that I know, or I'm nowhere near old enough to know that information, of course. Um, now, I have to tell you, Doug and Cynthia, it, it's been a joy to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your Absolutely. time. Finally. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it feels like it was right to be episode six. It's like a Star Wars movie, isn't it? Episode six. Um, we've been doing conservation. We've been talking today about the challenges of working in a family business and how do you get through all of that. We've also been talking about some really important words and phrases that you heard from Cynthia and Doug earlier today about the importance of being aggressive with your own intentionality putting intentionality into your day today and making sure as Cynthia said that you're doing the things you know you're supposed to be doing there's a, there's a tip and a half <laughs> and is there a final word of wisdom Doug or Cynthia you'd like to share with anybody listening or watching the show well you ought to be able to do all those things and still have a good time doing it that's that's my attitude if you don't enjoy going to work you spend more time working than anything else but maybe sleeping and probably more than sleeping so you need to find a way to make sure that what you're doing brings you some joy and if it does you got a great life and if it doesn't you need to make a change that I sounds like a great final word doug <laughs> And it's been it's been approved by the Madam President. So, <laughs> officially. Check. Check. Kevin, any, Kevin, any final word of wisdom from what you were, you know, great interview today, may I say. You did a great job. Is well, there I, I, thanks. Uh, I, I think, you know, today we're kind of surrounded by optimistic ultimists. <laughs> and so if there's something that you can do moving forward, do that. <laughs> Ultimate. I have the same thought at the same time, so it must yeah. be true. <laughs> and life's just too short. Full stop. Yeah, you turn around and you got old. Yeah, so you, what you, happened? That's right. So you need to you need to do good stuff now. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, I've just added a word to what Kevin said: be an optimistic, intentional optimist. There you <laughs> go. It's like it's like a double entendre. You're so so committed to your intentionality, you're you're off on another plane. Anyway, this has been Consultivation. This has been season two. We've had two fabulous guests from Cox Holstead, Madam President Cynthia Cog, Cynthia Cog, Cynthia Cox, and Doug Holstead from a badass CPA accounting firm, badass. part of our RLC Consult family, and a true joy and treasure in our team and as clients, and a great family business too. One of the maddest teams of people I, to this day, will ever meet, and we love them dearly. Thank you for being with us. This has been Consultivation. Every success with your learning. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.